Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Choices, Alice. Life is a series of choices. Yeah. Life is a series of choices, which brings me to today, this being said by my wife, 17 minutes and 30 seconds ago, I just saw the UPS guy drop something off. Maybe it's your tube. (laughs) Which is, of course... (laughs) My brand spanking new CPAP tube is due to arrive. You've been asking about it. Because the old one is worn down and so it comes off of my face. Right. I know. I know. And what's terrible is that I am. (laughs) I've done so many things wrong that I am because of sleep apnea, because of which I would have regardless. But bad behavior has has enhanced my sleep apnea. It made me a fat. Because I make bad choices. And so now I'm excited at 49 years old that the UPS guy may have dropped off my new tube. <laughs> so there you go, Alice. Great job getting married, by the way. Great <laughs> picking a husband. Someday, I'm having a good time. I, wanna, I like my marriage. I want a man who has tubes <laughs> arrive at the house. So so there you go. That's where I am right now. My, um, my tube has arrived. So I'm happy. <laughs> Congrats. Not much... Um, I'm happy for you. I'm excited. Along the line, something, a couple of things just happened. One, this guy in New York who shot at everybody has been arrested and he's got a million priors. He's a black supremacist guy. He's got a million priors. He's a psycho and he should not be out, obviously. So this subway shooting essentially brought to you by the uh, Democrats elected in New York City. You can thank them for that. If you're sick of dealing with psychos in the streets, 
talk to Democrats about that. Right. And people like Monica Cannon Grant, too, who absolutely share a life philosophy with this person who, among other things, was mad that Katanji Brown Jackson is married to somebody white, apparently, which I didn't even know. But I guess that's a thing. And so he was. Oh, upset. she hates being, black women being married to white guys. We know that. Well, no, but this dude, oh, this dude was okay. mad about Katanji Brown Jackson because right. she's married to a white guy. So they're right. like anti-racial mixing black supremacists, like right. whole deal. So in a lot of lines, and that's that's the degradation of progressive thinking and how it ruins things. But that said, we've also talked about how just things don't work as well anymore. We've been talking about this for a little bit. How just like th- stuff. That should be working is like a little different and doesn't work as good as it used to. And it goes from anything from just the shelves of your grocery store, stuff missing, stuff odd. You know, we, there are different new caps on things because there are shortages everywhere mm-hmm. to um, just service at places to sometimes just being oddly terrible. And that we don't seem to be able to do the things we, for, we it seems to me we've lost the plot of a lot of things. And maybe it's been replaced maybe with this make pretend thing that we're all involved in. So, and I don't even know what it is, but something that I grew up on and grew up loving is baseball. Mm-hmm. And for for me, somebody, if you're 49 and you grew up in Massachusetts, then you're a Red Sox fan most likely. And you, we grew up with uh, Carl Yastrzemski, who only lives two towns away. And uh, we almost bought in that town. I know. And uh, Dwight Evans and um, and Jim Rice and then Wade Boggs. And, all, you know, these were all our heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, back when back before back before we didn't know to 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 discover when we were nine year old kids, we didn't know to discover our inner racist. We used to fight over who got to be Jim Rice, the black guy, um, uh, when we play wiffle ball, et cetera, because we loved him. Because we weren't racist. You didn't know that was cultural appropriation yeah, we didn't know. yet? So we didn't know that baseball was slavery back then. But anyway, so today, just a little while ago, Clayton Kershaw, who I believe he plays for the Dodgers. I believe he's the son of Tom Kershaw, who also may have played for the Dodgers, who I only know from Nintendo baseball. Kershaw was my friend Murph, who lived across the street. He was his favorite pitcher to use. Clayton Kershaw is his son, I think, and is a really good pitcher. Today, he was pitching perfect through seven innings. Here's some of that. Comes to the payoff, and he gets Strikeout. Good dead with the decision. Another one. Strikeout. Swings and misses for Austin Barnes. Receive big leagues. Wow. He keeps Here's striking batters out. That's what you're hearing. Okay. Get some swinging. You're laid out. He has a brilliant game today. Okay. Perfect, which means zero hits through seven innings. No mm-hmm. errors. Perfect game. He struck out 13 people on 80 pitchers. On 80 pitches. pitches. Right, pitches. Mm-hmm. So his pitch count is not even really high. Okay. And the Dodgers took him out of the game. They took him out of the game. So that deprives him then of getting to, like, Try to throw a perfect game, perfect which only game. a handful of people have done, done in 120 right. years of baseball, whatever mm-hmm. there's been. It is sacrosanct. Is that the right thing? Sacros- sacrilege? Yeah, sacrilege. What is sacrosanct? Sacrosanct means holy. Okay, it's a sacrilege that you would do this, that this would be acceptable, that you would ever do that to a baseball player who's throwing a perfect game. This may never happen again. 
It may not happen again in baseball. This is unbelievable. And because we're overthinking Why did now, they take him out of the game? Because they feel that he had a shortened spring training. They don't want to wear his arm out. F that. Wow. The fact that he didn't lose his mind. But it's craziness. And just think how far we've come. The person, the coach who took him out of the game was Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts is the guy who saved the Red Sox season in 2004 and helped them win the ALCS and the World Series on improbable base stealing, gutsy, risk-taking. He is a legend, but it's only taken 20 years now, and now we're saying, no, we've all become, you know what's happened? We used to be Grant, and we're now we're all McClellan. No, 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 no. Let's overthink this a little bit and think of the other real-world considerations that we could be happening here before we do something that we might feel regret, before we satisfy an urge right now. Let's be more nuanced about this. Well, it sounds like then maybe the softball coaching around here is perfectly preparing our kids for the the real coaching in the future, where that's going. You ain't kidding. Seriously. It's running... Wokeism. It's running um, advocacy and social justice through things. It really is. Yeah. It's the same way that this this guy, Frank James, psycho, who, of course, has been all over the place, threatening to kill people, violence, etc., was not deplatformed until today. We got deplatformed before he did, was not incarcerated. Whoa, before we just go and do the right obvious thing that everybody knows, let's think this through a little bit and allow some other considerations to be at work here. Which is why it kills me that, that she's playing softball. But I, I'm not going to make that up. I'm not going to think about that. <laughs> it makes her happy. She sees her friends. I, I, mean, I, just, I will just say I know some... I, I don't want to say it. I don't maybe we should time. live in a different state. Did that ever occur to you? We can't live in a different state because we can't clean the house to show the house to sell the house. Okay. okay We're you. trapped yeah, here. Yeah, it's impossible. We can't, it can't be done. Um... So but, so can so why are we able not to do anything, anything anymore? Like we can't do anything anymore. It's ridiculous. So, all right, which brings us, Alice, to um our mention, my mention, our mention. Kirk Our is mention back. or your mention? So people need to know. Remember, I don't think I I didn't listen to the show. But hold on, two two a week ago or two weeks ago, I don't remember now. Uh, um, you'll remember that out of nowhere, Kirk Minahan, the Kirk Minahan show, called Howie Carr because Howie was very upset and was just was browbeating Chris Sununu from New Hampshire because Chris Sununu, who's the governor of New Hampshire had gone down and rubbed elbows with Democrats and kissed ass with Democrats, etc. So Howie browbeat him. Kirk then called Howie on his show and said, was it, you sure it was necessary to browbeat him? Mm-hmm. And they had a pretty good discussion. And then Howie's wife, Kathy, can it be heard in the background, Howie, hang up, hang up, hang up. I'll and tell Howie you why hung- after, etc. Exactly. And then according to Kirk's show, the um, her lawyer reached out to them or something. I don't know what it was, what they did. Some kind of season and desist maybe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> who knows so i hearing that first of all i was t- texting dave about wow that was incredible etc calling a mm-hmm. um but also for my show for my am show 
I thought, wow, this is great. I'll have Howie on to talk about this thing with Sununu in Republican turncoats, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I do, and I have a 20-minute conversation, which I think maybe I kept high. I promised him 10 minutes or 12 minutes, and I kept him long. I'm not sure if he's happy about that. But um, which what I just said will play right into what you're going to about the Eric site. <clears throat> so anyway, I had Howie on. I had a straight up and down interview to talk about the issue in which uh, I mostly, uh, not mostly, I completely agreed with, with Howie. Some could say it was certainly... It, it was a it was a softball interview, but because I'm not wasn't looking to I'm I agree with Howie on the subject. So I was well, and you it. weren't <coughs> your Connecticut radio show isn't necessarily the same audience as the Kirk Minahan audience. No, so it's, it's going to know about that right. or be interested in that or whatever. Right. And it worked in for a good hour of discussion about turncoat Republicans. So which is great. And Howie's always good in the air. And I like having him on. I've got a relationship with him. So he'll come on. All is good. Dave Cullinane, because he's a weasel and because he's never not going to notice <laughs> that it happens. And I even thought, then combs through the interview and considers me kissing Howie's ass totally. Probably fair. Right. Sure. And is like, and then, and then the Cullinane meme machine goes into high gear and i can't believe it i thought he was like on the road to to magnolia Mississippi, but no he was cranking him out did Give he me... get covered from magnolia yet? i think he's sick too thankfully yeah okay so so anyway so anyway so he goes after me and then we discuss it on the show you and i yeah. discuss it on the show him going after me suggesting suggesting that i was just kissing how he's ass and I, and I didn't ask howie about about kathy interrupting you know of course, I wouldn't ask that because me and Howie, that's, I was doing the Tom Shattuck radio show. I wasn't doing Tom Shattuck, the minifan show, uh, you know, you know, advocating yeah, for Yeah, but Kirk. you did get the idea to have Howie on from Kirk's show. You wouldn't well, have known I, about the I, Sununu thing without that. Right. right. Okay. But it wasn't because of, but I, that was just simply finding the story. It wasn't, that was, that gave me an idea for, to have the Sununu thing be a, a story. Right. Right. So. Kirk's or- but it wasn't the fact that you had Howie on the next day wasn't like a coincidence to the fact that he had been on the Kirk Minahan. Show. Yeah, but it was no re- no way subject matter related. I mean, really, mm-hmm. because right. Um, but um, but you know, I've had Howie on my show before, or a Connecticut show before, right? Well, um, so anyway, You've had so, Howie on this show. So anyway, but Colleen's got me dead to rights because it seems like I'm not asking Howie for questions for a reason. And and there it, it there could be some truth to that possibly. I do like Howie, whatever. So anyway, they decide. I mm. Dave makes sure you don't like Howie. No, you don't like. Okay, that's fine. That's I'm super, enemy. You, I have a personal history you have personal with Howie guy, because Howie beat Alice up on the radio <laughs> yes. one time, which was also my fault because I fed her to him. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, so I'm here, sure it was great content. Everybody was pleased. So here's okay. the thing. So. So anyway, so they start talking about it today on the show because, I, of course, Cullinane's going to not, even though it's now old, Cullinane had meant to remind Kirk to talk about it in Mississippi. Where's the, the place? Magnolia. In Magnolia. while During the live show. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, I would have been A, horrified by or B, thrilled with. Thrilled with. Of course. Of course. Because <laughs> that show actually was a fantastic show. It was a great show. To be part of that, well, it would have been great. So anyway, here's some of this today. Now, I want you to know, Kirk currently has COVID, 
and is heavily medicated. That said, I'm going on a diet. Tom Shattuck, who is making it sound like, by the way, he and Howie are like business partners. Shattuck was answering the phones at RKO when Howie was literally was answering the phones at RKO when Howie was like, that would be like MJ, the uh, the woman who I dumped candy in on her desk that time when she complained. That, that would be like her saying, like, you know, weighing in on me. It, it, it's just it's, it's insane. I'm worried. I'm actually worried about him. <laughs> okay. But he's worried about me. We'll get to that in a moment. Aren't that's... you the assistant program director? Well, but when I first got to RKO, he's right. I was literally no, answering the phone. That's true. Right. But, th- but that wasn't your right. career didn't stop at that point. Right. No, I had to, <laughs> I played a bigger part in the Howie's broadcast universe, uh, although, you know, still a small part, but a bigger part. But, um, but, but, you know what? I love Kirk. I'll tell you. Oh, okay, let me just keep going. I by the time uh, our relationship got closer because when I moved to the Herald, as Dave picked up on later. But anyway, Kirk has just loaded the loaded a um, a shell into the uh, barrel, and so it went into the chamber. And here we go. I'm worried about him. I'm glad he didn't go to Magnolia. If he got COVID. He was obesity. He had been dead 45 seconds. He would just drop dead. A big, they would have to shut Magnolia down. They would have a crater through them. It would have been like. They had to shut the whole town down, Alice. <laughs> you know, not just, he doesn't stop it just his obesity. They'd have to shut it down. Please tape the whole thing. I'm that fat that I cause a crater that you see in wartime. That's it's bad. good. Good stuff. That's oh, very. That's very big. That's, okay, yeah. I have to be very fat for that. For that to be so. Size of Armageddon. We had a, had twelve guys coming to get him out of there. I I I hate Shattuck right now. Oh, I hate him when I hear this. Oof. So one thing I I will say, which is why he's so good on on radio, is because like he could have, he could he doesn't he feels he has COVID. He feels like hell, and you can tell he he t- sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't care. He intends to land or he, uh, he, to um, execute an attack as viciously as if he felt like a million bucks. It doesn't matter. Even though this is probably detracting from his health to even like be using his brain power, etc. So his determination, exactly. There you go. I, once again, I'm, I forgive him. I, I'm blaming the ivermectin. I don't think that this is the real Kirk talking. Obviously. You like Kirk talking like this about you. Oh, don't, that would be twisted. All right, so <clears throat> that was the personal attack stuff. So for the actual discussion, I think this is an interesting discussion. Okay. Because because of somebody who I call Benedict Arnold Shattuck, <laughs> I was put on the spot by you to be to be answering questions where either Kirk was wrong or Hobby was wrong, where I had to where I had to answer it was I had to it was four bombs I had to suddenly dispose. I had the bomb of Kirk. Diffuse. 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 That's right. The bomb. I'm also sick. Boy. Bomb of Kirk. I'm also sick. The one of Howie. The one of you who was uh, attacking me right there. And then the one of our listeners at the same time. So the diplomatic length that you I. You could just tell the truth. The diplomatic. Which is that there's no way you would get off the phone. The diplomatic no length. You wouldn't do that. That's a. That was lame of Howie. I'm sorry. It was lame of Howie to get off the phone when his wife yelled at him. That was weird. It was not alpha behavior. By the way, oh, forget it. 
what are you angling for now? What is this? Oh, are you trying to wedge in to get in the... In I'm the, not trying to get in anything. In, in the Miniverse world? I'm not trying to get in anything. Because Clemmer took a dive today? I have nothing wow. to do with anything. Wow. But I don't... You'll have notice you know, that... Have you no know, honor, Shattuck? One of us listens to the Kirk Minahan show breathlessly waiting to hear himself mentioned and adores when he's insulted by you Kirk will Minahan. hush right up young lady <laughs> so, but how dare you suggest that i'm a craven whore alice <laughs> i will not sit here well my children are just an earshot away sally you, are you there i just an earshot away while you uh while you cast aspersions at my good character. See, it's easier for me to answer mm -hmm. questions because I'm not performing for an audience of the 17 different people I'm hoping will hear what I say and like me now. Okay? I just say what I think and then it's easy what to... You, then are, I don't have to... Like, are you on Cullinan's payroll? <laughs> no! But I just Wow! Backstabbing. I just tell you what I think about stuff. It's a oh. lot easier. You should try it. You know what? It must be so easy being you suddenly just getting the little microphone turned on and and by proxy invited into all these worlds do you realize how many cars i had to lean into in the last 20 years to be in these worlds ellis but no miss pristine comes in and says, i don't see why you would sleep around i'm already just right here god all right let's go shameful woman reminder that to you if you if the kirk minahan show called you out of the blue mm -hmm. and started asking you about something and I said, get off the phone, get off the phone. What are you doing talking to them? Get off the phone. Would you do it? Meanwhile, Cullinane's right outside in an unmarked van, uh, you know, listening, rolling right now. saying, oh, this is excellent. Excellent, excellent. Uh, no. No, I would not do it. But, but you're also not, if you were the person who was uh, spearheading. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, I've got one of the most astute character assassins and astute listeners in media now attentively parsing this now, thanks to you, because you put me on the witness stand. So now I can only lose. It just matters what version of attack Kirk's going to go on. Because I have not, I have immediately, in the first 26 seconds, not raised my, the uh, Minahan flag over the house to show complete fealty. So I'm going to take a hit because, as Marion Barry said, the lovely wife set me up. <laughs> so, again, I'm not in the radio business anymore. I know Thomas, this is his Burn Barrel podcast, correct? Correct. All right, so go subscribe to that, whatever you want. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you. <laughs> you are so pathetic. No, 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 Alice. That's what he says because he is putting another one into the chamber. Okay. So that's what's happening here. Like for me, I like to. I, I, I'm, I'm from like the old school way or the traditional way of doing radio. Shattuck is from the Geller school of radio, where like there is no reason to get to a point. If you don't know, that's Guy Geller from. From Mary, what's it called again? Uh, Magnolia. From Magnolia, who you'll, you'll hear, Alice, um, kind of rambled on for a. a I chunk think of I'm pretty sure I skipped that part of the show okay. when I heard it. Like, is he going to start talking about Budapest at, at, at some point? Like, can Shattuck 
land the plane, please? That is an unfair thing to say. One, I can't land the plane because I can't find friendly territory in which to do it because I'm taking incoming fire from my betrothed. <laughs> not, no, <clears throat> I just asked a question. You can just answer the question, which is that you know you wouldn't get off the phone. Well, because you wouldn't care what I had to say that's about it. Complete answer. But like I said, if you were my, the business manager and the person enriching the house and you had. Am reasons, I not the person enriching the house? Not based on my podcast content or radio. I'm content. not. No. Oh. It's not based on my broadcasting. It's based on your job. Right? No, but I don't I don't help uh drive the podcast at all. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, you people are relentless. Is, is Colin, Colin in, your, in, in your ear right now? <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. What is he yapping? Just just say uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I got you. Money making bonanza and had programming reasons, etc., and a whole business plan. And I was uh, freelancing in. Now, now, let the record show that if I were somebody who came to this from, if I bought Cullinane's uh, explanation of how this all came together, that I ran to the <laughs> ran to the aid of Howie. <laughs> to launder, you know, Howie's reputation clean through my own children, whatever, that if I heard me then acting like this, I want to punch me in the head badly. But of course, that's not what's I happening. wanted to punch you in the head, and I was on the phone with you at the time before any of this reached the Kirkman hand show. And floating away from it, I would certainly give it some thought. It also could be... It also so hold, on, hold, on, could hold, be on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up. So this is really, I mean, you want to hear... Somebody who just agrees with somebody politically and admires them, which is totally fine. Look, I, I told everybody, I, I think Howie's great. I got no issues with Howie. Mm-hmm. I feel, you know, a great radio personality. But this is somebody uh, let's just... Let's in the word fear, too, by the way. Fear. Thank you, fear. Dave. Yeah, fears. Yeah. Fear. I, I, Dave gets the ball right back in play. Now, let me make sure Kirk goes down, heads down that path a little bit more. You know, let's not lose focus, Kirk. Fear, you know, fear. Like like what a coward might feel when... <laughs> Why I don't know, but like they're talking about somebody just lying here. Like this is, and by the way, Shattuck is a sweet guy. You know, Dave likes him. I like him. He's a good guy. Uh, he's, that means fire in the hole. That means get down. Making me violently ill, right? I think I got COVID just from listening to this the first time. But this is really like this is just. Just think of an enemy said this. That's all. Go ahead. It also could be. It also Alice could be this. It also could be mm-hmm. that, that Howie gave her the sign. Like bail me out? I don't you think he ever needs bailing out. Trouble? I don't think he ever needs bailing out. So hold on. He, so he said, so what sign? So then Tom, first of all, anybody listening to the interview knows there's no way that Howie gave Kathy like the, oh my God, I have to get out of here. This is this not what the conversation was. If you hear Kathy, you know that's not what it was. Like, so you think he gives her the sign that she goes into hysterics? Like what? And then she says, then Al- You can heal that Weasley squeaky laugh of Cullinan in the background. He is so thrilled <laughs> that this is being done, that the fire is being... Uh, oh, Shattuck, that's your name, right, Alice? Yep. yep. Says to Tom, like, do you think he gave her the sign to get out? He's like, no, I'm not saying that. What, the, what sign for what? <laughs> that is a... Uh, that is accurate. It's also a total Cullinan thing to do. 
He's a a. I'm sorry, Alice. I know you get bored when I when I go after Cullinane. You're only <laughs> amused when they go after me. Like, what are you f-ing talking about? Oh. <laughs> what the hell are you talking it's about? It's really not rock. What are you talking about? It's- but I mean, Shattuck is just twisting. I mean, I inc- incredible, just incredible works of fiction right there. Twisting, twisting. There could have been some twisting in there. I would say that there probably was, but. As I was telling Dave today, mm-hmm. you don't understand. There's a fourth. You have no investments in 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 any of these people. So no. you, right. So you don't. Although you take a gig, if Minahan said to come down and be the takeover for Clemmer, who's off the show by the way. No, I you would, would not. No. Oh, I think you probably would. No, he I wouldn't, wouldn't do it. I don't think he would do it. Dave, well, Dave would do it to stick it to me, probably. So who knows. I don't think a that would happen because I don't think that I, I don't think that I'm right for that show in any no. way, shape, or form. Right. So I don't think that would ever come up as a possibility. But I would also not do it because I right. don't think I'm right for that show. Right, but you like the show. I enjoy listening to That's it sometimes. Right. And I don't, you're not, I don't religiously you're not, listen right. to every episode, and you're but not, I'll go Alice, through. You're not world famous like me, so you don't understand that I just talk to these people like my equals. Uh-huh. You know, so you still hold them in, in pedestals, uh-huh. you know? All right. So so there you go. I believe that is the art of diplomacy, which, of course, I had forgotten that if I'm doing a high wire act here, that there are Weasley snipers like Cullinan around who are going to use it. And then my own wife, of course, my Brutus, <sighs> use it to... Uh, I just was having a conversation to you. I wasn't playing mm-hmm. 4D chess with Colinane and Kirk Minahan. Mm-hmm. My goodness, you're so you know, innocent. It's weird how... You are so innocent. It's weird how when you have my all these little machinations, is, things backfire on you and blow up. How do they make people so <laughs> virtuous as this? I don't like, get it's it. It's not virtuous. I just don't have time Which brings to be us- in this little... like labyrinth of things oh, going you don't? on. No, you don't? I don't have I you literally s- don't right. have time. Oh my my goodness. You are Unlike such a gaslighter. You are like, such a gaslighter. <laughs> my God, this is pathetic. I literally don't have time. I don't have time. But but if I do find some time, I'm gonna stick it right to you, just so you know. I just, me? I don't have time. Me. I have a big job now. On the show hard. that the you show. made me do driving home right. from Connecticut from the car like, how is it not? I, I'm just talking to you on the phone. Once again, how I was do, driving I possibly? the car home, <laughs> dangerously involved in conversation, selflessly for you. You made me do it. My goodness, you are here. How do they make women <laughs> so tough and so strong like this? Uh, an opposite woman is uh, is Patrice Cullors of Black Lives Matter, who then this is such a this is such a pattern that I that I see more and more of. These people, these progressives and these activists, the moment you turn any judgment on them whatsoever, they flop like soccer players. And to her now, since the IRS is concerned with her not disclosing what she did with all her money, or Black Lives Matter's money, which is to buy a real estate, um, to buy- uh, Which is buying herself houses. Right. Lots of million dollar houses. Yes, exactly. She says that's terrible and unsafe. This This doesn't seem safe for us. This 990 structure, this nonprofit system structure, this is like deeply unsafe. Like this is being literally weaponized against us, against the people we work with. I can't tell you how many people are like, am I next? 
Like, is are they going to do this to me? Is I mean, you you've got a meanwhile what kind of like woke elitist do you have to be to say? My goodness, this this something called the Internal Revenue Service is wanting money from me. <laughs> I don't understand. It's, you know what, though? I like it because I, too, feel that the IRS coming after right. people is deeply unsafe. And you know what? I'm with her. Let's get rid of them altogether. No, but, but hold on. And, and she's like, I can't believe it. They, they want money from me. And it, it feels very offensive to me. And it scares the staff. It's hurting morale. No kidding. To what you're saying, no kidding. That said, somebody brought up today, and I'll steal this, that... You know, four years ago, she was absolutely destroy the 1%, take the rich people's money and spread it around. Now, oh, no, 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 no. I'm a good rich person. Why were you, why would you come after me with the well, form 990? And this is so rich coming from liberals who I assume probably cheered on the Obama administration literally weaponizing the IRS against conservatives with these exact same issues, taking people who set up nonprofit structures and targeting them, not just through the IRS, not just through tax audits, which they did, but also going to other departments in the government, going to OSHA, going to other places, making sure that anybody who was involved in these Tea Party nonprofits had their life made a living hell by every government agency Mm -hmm. that they could get involved. The Obama administration literally weaponized nonprofits, tax structures against conservative groups for years with zero outrage and zero liberals being upset about it at all. They don't even know that it happened, I assume, at this point. But that IRS targeting scandal that Obama did, I mean, talk about something that I assume was probably radicalizing for a lot of people who were involved in that movement. It's just incredible, the complete, complete lack of memory for anything that happened more than 35 seconds ago. It's like complete goldfish right. brain. Everything is all new and just happening to me for the first time. Not something that was has been happening to conservatives for years and they've been talking about for years and absolutely saying is a problem. Another thing I've noticed is that these progressives, as soon as they get some money, some fame and success, mm-hmm. so she wants the in-place systems, she wants to be exempted from those systems and those systems to be relegated to feeding off the others, which to me... Sounds like white supremacy. How come they immediately, all these progressives, as soon as they get a buck or two, immediately gravitate towards the the uh, the pinnacles, the, the principles of white supremacy? Patrice Cullors is a white supremacist, by their definition. She absolutely is. And if, if nothing else matters, it's white supremacist ideology. Pushing back against the IRS, my goodness. Small government liberal? I don't like that. That is white supremacist. <laughs> So anyway, she goes on and on about that. And, and so that reminds me of the, what we were talking about. We talked about the, the Hartford Public School nurse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Patrice Cullors... Who, quote, outed a student right. for so being... So Patrice Cullors mm-hmm. is saying, and once again, oh my goodness, they're, the, white, the, uh, the, um, the IRS, the government, is coming after me and and victimizing me, weaponized, coming after me and hurting people, and they could kill us because it's terrible. I'm the victim. That's where the storyline starts, of course. It's not the fact that you made pretend that there was a an atmosphere in this country that there wasn't and either threatened or guilted a bunch of uh, Peloton-riding white rich women to donate money to your cause and then stole the money for your own good and proving that only black one black life mattered to her, which is what she did. 
You know, she's got no, she's not culpable, culpable at all. Out of nowhere, the IRS showed up and said, we're a little worried about $6 million that you haven't accounted for. Out of nowhere. Like, there's no accountability. So listen to this, and this including the media coverage <clears throat> of this Hartford Public School District received that threats after nurse placed on leave. This is NBC Connecticut. This is today from today. Mm-hmm. Hartford Public School District re- receives threats after nurse placed on leave. Wow. The two things I need to know about in this, Alice, are what? The Hartford Public School District receives threats mm-hmm. because they put a nurse on leave. Exactly. Hold on. Hartford Public Schools has been receiving hostile and threatening emails after announcing a nurse from the district was placed on administrative leave, according to a spokesperson. The nurse was placed on leave after school officials said the person posted comments about LGBTQ students on a personal Facebook account and also revealed personal information about the student. She didn't, but doesn't matter. Since the story was originally reported by local news outlets, there has been biased, hostile, and dishonest coverage from a select group. These stories have called into question the district's medical policies, alleged that the district is indoctrinating our students, and accused district staff members of criminal behavior, according to the spokesperson. Spokesperson said the allegations being made are not true. <coughs> no medical intervention occurs within this district without parental consent, according to the district, which is not what the accusation was. It is illegal per HPS policy 5152. Written medical authorization signed by parents or regardless or guardians and medical provider are required for all medication, yada, 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 yada. The district has been receiving threatening emails, etc. The messages are being investigated by the Hartford Police. We are taking allegations and threats directed at our teachers seriously. <coughs> so in other words, the school spokesperson never denies that they are grooming kids to be trans or, or or holding their hands to be in the trans community. Mm-hmm. They never deny it. Yeah. And they were asked before. They never deny it. Uh, they put up a straw man about saying that they're giving them uh, puberty blockers without the parents knowing, which is not an accusation anybody made in the no. Anyway, the nurse just said one person is on puberty block blockers who's 11 and at least 10 more are trans without their parents knowing about it. And they're working, collaborating with teachers on developing into their transhood or whatever it is. That's it. Now, so this story, they don't dig in that direction. NBC, Connecticut, they don't care to look in that direction. Of course not. But yes. Because the (coughs) assumption is that that's not happening. And if it were happening, it would be good anyway. So shut up. Right. But once again, Hartford Public School says, whoa, is us out of nowhere. Much like she, this lady colors Skyped all the millions and sold it for herself. And now saying, whoa, it's me out of nowhere. Look what's happening. Hartford Public School says, oh, whoa, whoa, is us out of nowhere. We're getting threats without ever copying to the inciting incident, without ever doing it. It's such a liberal progressive playbook template. And it's just, <clears throat> it always happens. It's just like Jesse Smollett. Still, he's saying, my goodness, I'm being attacked online. I'm being attacked by the courts. I'm being attacked. Like... We never have to mention the inciting incident. It's always my poor me. You see what's happening to me? Always, yeah. It's always everybody else's fault but theirs. They're always complete innocents who are just doing... It's never them that has an agenda or whatever else. They're just, you know, innocently doing the right thing. And it goes back to the stuff we talked about um, 
you know, yesterday too, when we were talking about the holidays and Good Friday coming off the thing and how they do this insidious stuff by like positing niceness. Oh, the Jewish kids feel left out because we don't have like the Christian kids get Good Friday off and the Jewish kids don't get their holidays off. And you know what? Like Columbus Day just makes kids feel bad. Some kids feel left out at Halloween. We have to get rid of Halloween. We have to take this off the calendar. We have to take that off the calendar. It's incredible. And they just like couch it in like we're just being nice people so that you feel the need to kind of try to be like, well, I'm nice too. I don't want to make the Jewish kids feel left out. I don't want to make anyone feel bad. Like, I think Black Lives Matter, right? It puts you in the position of now having to be on the defensive because they're like, I'm just doing something nice. Well, the thing is, is they're not just doing something nice. These are absolutely all things that are part of an actual agenda that they have from which they move from one step to the next to the next, right? Like the Black Lives Matter thing that it's not by accident and just a random happenstance that they all ended up incredibly wealthy and being investigated by the IRS and no one's now running the charity. That was the purpose of the thing the whole time was to take people's money and run. You know, it's not just of course. by accident that the schools had to get rid of this nurse. This is a deliberate tactic that they're doing where they get to now cry victim and say everybody's so mean to them, right? This is... and and. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. So we talked about this holiday stuff in the schools. Also, the city of Melrose last night, I guess, or yeah, whatever. I think it was last night, voted to move to the Red Hawks mascot rather than the Red Raiders mascot because that's nicer. Um, But when they started this conversation... Back in 2021, the principal of the high school said it's time to move away from the Red Raider mascot. This decision isn't based on anyone else's thinking or agendas. I'm making this decision because five years ago I signed a contract to take responsibility for what I consider the most important building and people in our city. Well, it turns out that... Uh, somebody had a FOIA request in to ask about the Red Raider mascot and that uh, superintendent of the Melrose Public Schools, Kuchenberger, uh, actually <laughs> actually had been communicating with students months prior to this about getting rid of the Red Raider mascot. There was a student who did a project on it, and she said in that that um, uh, the English teacher was emailing with the school committee about getting rid of the Red Raiders mm-hmm. mascot because... Um, a student did a project about it. And uh, also back months before this, the student wrote to the superintendent of schools talking about getting rid of the Red Raiders mascot. And the superintendent said that she was excited about this and really wanted to talk more about it. And also, this is a new uh, a new revelation. I'm also thinking a lot about the naming of our elementary schools after white male presidents. There we go. So, you know, <laughs> where they're not done when they get no. to the Red Raider mascot. It's not just... What a psycho. Some, it's what a not psychotic. just some organic process by which they're like, wow, we're really hurting Native Americans. With their na-. It's part of a ladder of stuff that they right. do that's on the agenda. That's First great. they do the Red Raider mascot. Now we get rid of the white mm. male presidents, which, by the way, if you're not going to do white male presidents. I don't think you have a lot of other ones to choose from. Well, you can do um, 
Uh, uh, who's the poet? The presidential poet? Oh, I, but I in terms of presidents. In I'm terms saying. of presidents, yeah, you can't. Well, you, there's no president that you could. You could. They're all white and male except one. Right. So right. I mean, oh, you you're can like, just name uh, them all Obama. <laughs> they can all be Obama for now, Elementary. For now, but... Well, how could you have a school named Obama Elementary anyway? Though, like, isn't if you can't have a Red Raider mascot, how can you have a a That's your a great school? Point. Doesn't that like dehumanize the first black president? I don't see how that would be possible. Anyway, but anyway, so basically, it it. Just it just reveals what everybody that knows great. that this is all an agenda that people have that this isn't some like innocent thing that comes out no. of nowhere. Everybody's stuff is completely it, it it's all you know a part of a specific plan that they have. I mean, like uh, it's just incredible. Isn't and, it and great? If, isn't and it if great they can't, I mean, I who that? knows? Did you send me that? What? That's great. The Melrose thing. Yeah, uh, that was from my mole in Wakefield. Oh, that's great! Yes. That's great. Thank you, Moel. I know who you mean. Uh, yes. Um, hey, hey, so the- that was, but that was that revelation was revealed by someone in the public comment at the school committee meeting last night at Melrose about getting rid of the Red Raiders mascot. But they don't care, honestly, because the the town is full Wait, of in the school committee meeting. Yeah, about getting rid of the Red Raiders mascot. Uh huh. Somebody brought the FOIA request and read that exchange that I oh. read about getting rid of the schools. Named and after to, did white the super now, but- respond? Um, I'll have to no, try to you'll st- have to go I'll look. To get that I don't know. Audio. And you had something from Toast? Um, yeah, so she sent me this thread, but I think this is interesting. I would like you to uh to rate the probability that this happened mm-hmm. because of course, as we know, if nobody does threaten the Hartford Public Schools cuz they got rid of the school nurse, do they just be quiet about it and move on with their day? Uh, no. No, they invent threats to them or something that happened. But so this is from somebody named Robbie on Twitter. Says, well, that didn't take long. Already (laughs) enable. We decided to take a trip on Amtrak with the kids for spring break. Nine hours into a pleasant ride, a man was suddenly standing next to me, shouting across me at my six-year-old son. Remember what I told you. They stole you. They're pedophiles. I stood between the stranger and my son, whose life has already been so hard, who carries traumas larger than his whole small, fierce frame. I was immovable. Get away from my family. Wow, what a brave person. (laughs) Family? That's not a family. You're rapists. You steal black and Asian kids. My son and my five-year-old daughter were both now openly crying, petrified. He yelled right at them, unmoved. These guys aren't natural. Homosexuals are an abomination. They steal and rape kids. I bet this happens on the Amtrak a lot. There's not a time I haven't been on the Amtrak when it hasn't happened. It was suddenly no longer an absurd abstract attack in an online comment section or a distant legislative session. These horrors were being screamed at my sweet, bewildered son who's worked so hard to process his grief and control his feelings, who only wants love and safety love and safety mm-hmm. i grabbed the kids and moved them to another car while my ferocious husband went into papa bear mode and shouted the man away from us eventually the conductor arrived and the man lost his focus on us the kids cried for almost an hour we got cookies and processed their emotions while the train waited at a stop for the police they wanted to be away from the two observations about this one do papa bears are they known for shouting two in particular communities 
Forget it. Okay. It didn't happen. Can I play something for you? Well, there's going to be a police report because they waited at a stop for the police. So oh, I'm good. interested to see what happens. Well, the here. guy was apprehended probably and fessed up to everything. Yeah, because I think it's criminal to scream and attack people on the Amtrak. I'm yeah, pretty no, sure. that's a, that is so. a crime. That's not special legislation. I had a phone call today. For some reason, we got somehow stumbled onto the January 6th thing because I didn't want to, I think. People know how where you and I are on January 6th thing. So then I get a phone call, the last phone call of the day, just before I'm throwing to the Red Sox. This guy calls up, and I want to know from you if you thought I was fair or unfair in this call. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you bring a gun to which all else could be judged? That sucks. Oh, I know I just got to hope that somebody copies his act um, well enough, you know, kind of like... Uh, I take it in the second. Somebody, I'm, I'm just getting this. I just there. emailed it. I was going to say Mitch Edburn, but he's also dead. 860-522-9842. John in Connecticut. John, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot for taking my call. It's a pleasure. I, I, I apologize. I don't even know your name. I, I really listened. I was listening uh, for the Red Sox. I wanted to hear the pregame. And then I caught the end of a conversation with somebody uh-huh. called, and it sounded like you were whitewashing the January 6th coup. So I, First of all, I don't even know your name. I was listening for the Red Sox. So to me, in my mind, I'm already thinking this is obviously BS. Or and he's trying to just stage. I very organically, just a Red Sox listener here. But that's fine. But this is one of the reasons why I get a little loud so shortly. I, I just, I'm not really clear on what you were trying to say there. I mean, it, it was apparent that it was a coup. Uh, it was? And it, yeah, it was. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you bring a gun to a coup? Yeah, I would think a lot of people did bring guns to a coup. There no, they didn't. People, no, they did. Yeah, read, no. read some, read some information and read. read oh, read some information. Time. Okay. Listen to, just listen to. Us. Am I pleased that he told me to read some information? <laughs> and I actually did read some information, and there weren't guns inside the Capitol. I'm sorry about no. that. There were all sorts of weapons and all sorts of columns saying, "Don't let them tell you when there weren't weapons." And then they talk about like cigarette ashtrays and and everything else that they found. Including uh, stun guns, but there weren't guns. But the radio stations are the people that you okay. talk to. But okay, so, was, oh, no, so since there were... I think a lot of people did bring guns to a coup. No, there they didn't. People, there, no, they did. Yeah, read, no. read, some, read some information and read... read oh, read some information. Time. Okay. Just listen, to, just listen to other radio stations that are the people that okay. you talk to. So now he's on to listen to other radio stations that the people can... So now he's already at three infractions. <laughs> But okay, so was, so since there were no guns, true, then how did they bring guns if they didn't bring guns? They did bring guns. There was there were people that had brought guns into the Capitol. It's not true. No, of course it's not true, which is why he doesn't have anybody who had gun charges in the Capitol to give you as an example. Right. How come I'm not hearing this? And obviously, if, uh, you know, if the left did have somebody to point to who, who had been bringing a gun, you would never have heard the end of it. But... It, you know, the truth is they were a rowdy, rioting crowd that uh, got out of control and broken in the Capitol, you know, unrelated to the fact that Trump was trying to get people in Georgia to find votes. Here, I'm just here waiting for the Red Sox game. So I bring guns. They did bring guns. There was there were people that had brought guns into the Capitol and actually threatening our democracy. I'm, I'm just surprised that you would whitewash it. I, it's. It's it's unbelievable. And you, you were talking about the Democrats. Well, there's also Republicans on the January 6th committee, actual real Republicans that are on there that are trying to make it bipartisan. 
and I'd like to I'd like to get out of this dichotomy that people have um, in this country in this, in this conversation. About so, if it was a coup and they brought guns, why wouldn't they use the guns at at the coup? That, I can't tell you. You'd have to ask every single one of those people that stormed the Capitol. I, and I, I apologize. I don't know your name. No, it's okay. I don't know your name either. Yeah, I was just yeah, here. I'm just here yeah, waiting for the Red Sox game. So I have a question for you. If it was a coup. Sorry, this is. Uh, the player on your company website is very good. I've noticed that before, too. Hello? We'll start again. <laughs> stuff off of Nancy Pelosi's desk. Thank you. You would whitewash it. I, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And you, you were talking about. The Democrats. Well, there's also Republicans on the January 6th committee, actual real Republicans that are on there that are trying to make it bipartisan. And I'd like to, I'd like to get out of this dichotomy that people have um, in this country. Sorry, this in this conversation. This. So, about- if it was a coup and they brought guns, why wouldn't they use the guns at, at the coup? That, I can't tell you. You'd have to ask every single one of those people that stormed the Capitol. I, and I'm, I apologize. I don't know your name. No, it's okay. I don't know your name either. Yeah. I was just yeah. here. I'm just here yeah. waiting for the Red Sox game. So I have a question for you. If it was a coup, then why wouldn't anybody take any hostages? Why wouldn't you do something to have some leverage? Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you create more damage other than stealing stuff off of Nancy Pelosi's desk? Thank you. Thanks a lot. I think you saw a lot of damage in the statuary horror. No, you didn't. You saw them You saw them staying in line, abiding by the stanchions. So, John, how come How come if they if this was a coup and they had five months to organize this coup, how come, um, how come nobody was organized? Yeah, no, it was organized. The Proud Boys. It, it, it was? Stop, wa- stop watching one of The Proud Boys? Network. Yep, exactly. The, the three. Sorry, I, I keep having to reopen this. A lot of information on that. Right, and you and Rachel Maddow and the Young Turks, I know, I'm sure that you're all, you're all exchanging this information. It no, didn't happen, my friend, okay? It, it didn't happen. happen. My friend. There was it no coup, okay? There was no coup. You, by the way... Switch the yeah, station. I don't want you to listen to the Red Sox in the station. You're going away. No. Turn off the station right now. There was no coup. You're an a-hole. There was no coup. You can do I want you to listen to another station. I want to listen to another station. Listen to another station. Yes, there was. There was guns. How come there was no coup in a coup? Have you seen what happens in a coup? By the way, a coup is done by inside the government, by the military. It's not done by civilians, you moron. Civilians stormed the Capitol, sir. Well, that ain't a coup, sir. It was... Up so what was it? Civilians stormed the Capitol without any, without their weapons. Yeah. So, anyways, eventually we'll be living yeah, in a country. I, I understand. I understand you. that you have yeah. your Ukraine yard sign right now. That you have a flaxine no, vape pen right now, and that you think like, me. sir, good sir, I didn't even know your name when I called it, but you know there really was I a coup, I and me and Sank Younger decided that there was a coup. My yeah, goodness, sorry. the only so, coup so there was, wine, sir, the, the, the only coup there was, sir, is your candidate, Hillary Clinton. No, no, I yes, that's I exactly think. right. Look, your candidate, Hillary Clinton, hired Russians to craft a dossier. I think the Democrats made the wrong choice putting up Hillary Clinton for the nominee. So there you go. Okay, You don't even know anything about me. You know, yes, I know all about you. What do you mean? I know everything about you, sir. I just told you. I just told you. I think the Democrats made the wrong choice putting Hillary up as a Democratic. Oh, you think? Wow. <laughs> wow. What a profile and courage you are. My goodness. Yeah. John, call well, again, you know my friend, okay? I... Jerk. 860-5229. Thoughts? I, I had mean... A couple of people said that I was very rude to the caller. Uh, I thought you could have been worse, but right. I've seen you actually mad. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Right. 
so you know there you go no i mean i why should you tolerate somebody who's just gonna call up and lie and make things up good i'm all for it i wish he called again i wish you didn't wait till the end of the damn show all right maybe he really was just (laughs) waiting for the red sox no i think he's just somebody effing around i think so Imagine like he's a, a like an executive for the Red Sox who said, you know, I just wanted to hear them on this affiliate as I head up to Boston. I just want to see how they're doing. <laughs> All right, um, uh, should we go? I guess that's it. Or did you have Did you have anything more? And they have a meeting, right? Um, yeah. Uh, we I don't have anything else urgent right now. We'll get to. We might get to some other things tomorrow. We still have one more day of show this week. All right, homie. My tube's here. I can't wait to go check out my <laughs> I'm tube. I'm excited for you. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. If you want to yell at Tom on Twitter, you can do that. He is at Tom Shattuck. Uh, we are also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast and Burn Barrel Podcast.com. There's links to all the different places you can listen to the show. Uh, we're also on YouTube and Rumble if you like to watch your podcasts instead of listening to them. And you can shoot us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. C'est la vie. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.